Hello, hello, and a great Tuesday evening, fellow listeners and podcasters, on this 27th of July, 2021. Today we have one topic that I'm sure all of us have experienced at one point of our lives and in our careers. That topic is none other than dealing with a micromanaging boss. Makes your skin cringe just thinking about it, right? It makes us crazy to think what makes people like that tick? What, why are, you know, why are the way they, that they are? Well, we're going to break a little bit of that down and hopefully bridge the gap between employee and micromanager. Take your notepads out, pens at the ready, and let's get ready to Charlie Mike. All right, guys. Hey, look, the guys at Forbes are incredible. Again, not a plug for them. This is just the kind of stuff that I run across in my research. Forbes is, is one of them that um, consistently brings so much to the table when it comes to uh, data and stuff. So they had a um, they had a panel of uh, leaders that got together, uh, very very high caliber type people, and they wrote an article entitled "13 Diplomatic Ways to Deal with a Micromanaging Boss." So you know what? We're going to cut to the chase. We're going to get right to it. Um, it's it's a little late here in the Lilac City in Spokane, Washington. A beautiful, balmy 72 degrees. But you know what? Feeling great. Uh, happy to bring this this kind of stuff to you guys. And I hope uh, hope that you're still enjoying and getting some things out of it. Okay. So um, getting right to it. As a leadership style, micromanagement is typically not. It's not only ineffective, but also detrimental to the performance of the manager's team. Remember that. Um, while being more involved might make bosses feel more in charge, sooner or later, you know, the, their direct reports are going to start to feel untrusted, undermined, and resentful, guys. When productivity and morale begin to suffer under the strain of micromanagement, cycles of frustration and distrust can hinder good work on both sides of the manager and employee relationship. My gosh. What kind of, I mean, that shouldn't be an epiphany, right? If you've got your thumb screws on, on a team or if somebody has their thumb screws on a team so much so to where they can't make simple decisions without checking in with you first, that's a problem. You may need to go ahead and recalibrate yourself and look at yourself. If you're struggling under the thumb of a micromanager, you may be wondering if it's possible to tactfully and professionally address your concerns without causing a rift between you and your boss. Thankfully, there are effective ways to improve the dynamic between between you guys. Below, uh, like I said, my member, member of Forbes' Coaches Council outlined 13 effective approaches for dealing with a micromanaging boss. Guys, look, before we get into this, uh, this is not an easy subject for bosses or senior leaders that don't take criticism well. So we're going to try to go ahead and dissect this a little bit to where you can come to the table with um, a very professional standpoint and kind of lessen the blow, so to speak, because you have you have very high functioning type A caliber type people that um, unfortunately, some of them are micromanagers and they don't know how to deal with with that, that type of feedback because uh, it 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 it, it um, connotates failure uh, and it connotates a lot of negativity. But let's see if we can bridge the gap. Okay, all right. Let's let's check it out. So number one, ask what you can do better. Pretty damn simple. Okay, being direct is best. Ask what you can do better and address your manager's needs. Your manager may respond with, but you already are. After setting the, the intention of improving uh, collaboration and support, advise your manager that you are most productive when you're given the time and autonomy to meet those needs. 
Schedule weekly check-ins to alleviate hovering. This will put you and your manager more at ease. Okay, so the weekly one-on-ones, that's going to be very difficult to kind of pin your boss down because let's face it, our bosses are busy. You know, if you're a leader, you're busy. You've got tons of things to do. But a good leader will never be too busy to have a one-on-one with his with his teammates, okay? So if, if your boss doesn't do weekly check-ins with you, seek that out, especially if they've got your thumb on you, okay? Number two, try to understand your manager's perspective. Understand the needs behind the micromanaging tendencies of your boss by getting as much information about his or her perspective as you can. For example, try asking these questions. What are your key objectives, objectives for this initiative? What are your success hypotheses? What are your what are your deal breakers? How and how often do you want me to do you want to be informed? That's that's pretty that one is 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 pretty uh, that's pretty huge. So trying to understand your manager's perspective because they have a different set of metrics and they have a different set of people to report you to uh, to than you do. I think we can all, can all agree that it, you know as a as let, let's just say as a mid grade manager uh, you have one boss. Um, your boss has many bosses, bosses, if that makes sense. So they have a different set of metrics and a different set of people that they have to answer to. So they may not even know that they're doing this, but try to understand what your boss needs from their perspective. This may, this may lessen some of the abrasive activity that's going on between you guys. Okay. Be positive, candid, and specific. Candid. Let me emphasize the word candid. You're going to have, for some of you that are not used to confrontation or don't like confrontation, you're going to have to, you know, pull your skirt and pull your pants up because, um, you know, the, the, the squeaky wheel gets the oil and there is a professional way to do it. Have a productive conversation with the boss by setting a positive intention. Identify specific behaviors without judging or labeling. Describe your feelings when those behaviors are, are directed at you. Say what the behaviors lead you to think about the boss, yourself, and the desirability of the job, and so on and so forth. Then specify and ask for the kinds of behaviors you want you want to see going forward. You got to be able to tell your boss, hey, hey, boss, th- this is what it feels like when you have your thumb on me. This is what this is what it makes me feel like. It makes me feel distrusted. You know, I know I know what I'm doing with my job, you know, especially if you're if, if your metrics speak for it. You know, no one is perfect. You're going to trip up now and then. I get that. But if, if your team is doing well and habitually does well and, and ranks you in the top percentage of certain things across your company and across your network, um, you know that that speaks for itself. But just just you got to be brave and you got to be candid and you can't you got to bring that to your boss. It's so very important. Number four, give feedback on how it impacts you. Give the micromanaging boss direct feedback, but never say the word micromanaging. Focus on behavior and impact. The time that it takes to prepare updates, uh, get, getting in the way of completing your work on time. For example, um, you know, then negotiate a different solution that works for the both of you. Okay, I'm going to disagree just a skosh with this one. If if you're going to be um, upfront and honest, guys, you you got to use the term micromanaging. You just you just you, you you can put you can put lipstick on a pig that's still a damn pig, you know. Call it what it is. Uh, there's a very professional way. It's all about delivery and tone of voice. If you come from a very professional tone in your voice and not a very accusatory tone in your voice, it can be done. Okay, it can be done. 
All right, number five, tap into your manager's deeper aspirations. Ask your manager about the ultimate outcome he or she hopes to get from, from that assignment. I call it the then what question. After I complete this assignment, what happens next? If this were to be a big success, what would the most ideal outcome be? If you can get the micromanager to understand that you both see the same destination, it will often prompt them to release their tight grip on the reins. Interesting, interesting concept that, you know, if, if you can if you can meet your boss halfway and then both of you see the same end state, they may let up a little bit. OK, that's basically what that says. Number six, drill down to the root cause. Drill down to the root cause. Some, some managers are prone to micromanaging as their go to style, but it can also be the result of a bad hire or the work style of the employee. If you feel that you're being micromanaged, then you need to find the root cause. Is it a cultural fit issue? Uh, this catch-all category includes just being disliked. Uh, are you not managing to deliver what your boss wants? Are expectations are the expectations unrealistic? Unrealistic? Find that out because I can tell you um, some some leaders, some bosses don't understand that they're giving their team or their employees unrealistic expectations. Like, hey. I get it. You want us to shoot for the brass ring, but that brass ring is a little bit too high based on the skill set of the employees that we currently have on our team, based based on the experience level that we have on our team. You may have a green team. You know, you may have a lot of people that have left uh, turnover for whatever reason. People quit. People transfer to other other jobs or other uh, buildings or whatever. Um, they may they may be just a little bit too green in order to meet those metrics. That's fine. You know, that that can only be an excuse for so long, you know, hone your team up and um, those expectations become a little a little less unrealistic and more attainable. All right. Number seven, focus on one hindering behavior. Prepare by prepare by taking a behavioral view of what the micromanager does that hinders your work getting done. Once you recognize the most important hindering aspect, identify what you would rather the manager do and how it could help the both of you. Now, staying behavioral, avoiding labels and being helpful, have a dialogue with your manager about that one aspect until you land on something you both try out. Again, that's all about meeting in the middle. Focus on the one behavior that is detrimental to your performance and the performance of the team and ultimately meeting, meeting metrics and, and, and other things that, that, are, um, that are critical to, to getting to accomplishing the mission. Okay. Number eight, connect to build synergy and trust. Trust, super huge, super big word. We all know it comes down to trust. When others don't trust our decisions or abilities, they feel like they have to keep watch over us all the damn time. Frustrating, right? Develop synergy and build trust by creating time to connect and share what you're doing, how it's going, and what comes next. This allows the leader to start to trust the person and the process while creating space for the employee to grow into that trust, right? Connect to build synergy and trust. Super, super two important words that go together. Number nine, align with their expectations. Most micromanagers have trust and control issues. Yes, they do. Identify what is important to them. Understand how often they need information 
align with their expectations. This may seem taxing at first. When you develop more trust, they are more likely to relax their need for control. Have frequent conversations to help them understand how their decisions impact you at work. So basically, here's what I want to say about that. That's all That's all fluffy and floral and, 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 and well and good. Here's the way I feel about micromanagers as a whole. Guys, it's never a problem with you. It's a problem with them. They have been burned some way, somehow, or they have been taught to lead that way. They were probably under the thumbscrews of somebody that just, you know, they couldn't breathe or sneeze without asking permission or giving some kind of update or giving, you know, giving some kind of metric. So right off the bat, I'm a big advocate of it's not a problem with you. It's a problem with them. You just need to learn how to bridge the gap, need to learn how to meet them in the middle, figure out what their thoughts are. Okay. Just Ask for their expectations, right? Number 10, anticipate curveballs and over-deliver. Micromanagement usually stems from a lack of trust or confidence, either in oneself or in others. Learn what your manager values and wants, anticipate the curveballs, and over-deliver on your promises. Focus on building trust by consistently delivering results. Even if you can't change their behavior, you will have great results to show for it, and no one can take that away from you. Okay, over-delivering to a micromanager, it work, works a lot. So let's just say that, you know, hey, they want this task done um, in 10 minutes, okay? Chip away at it. Let's say, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna deliver in eight minutes. Let's, let's, shave two, uh, let's shave two whole minutes off this process. You know what? Maybe you get, get it done in five after being repetitious and practicing. You know, blow their mind away. Don't give them any chance to second guess you or your team. Number 11, partner up for the win-win success. Help your boss see that it makes both of you winners when you're complete when you complete your work. Invite conversations and create engage or agreements about what kind of support you do or don't need to be successful and talk about what the boss needs to be successful as well. Um, so partnering up for a win-win success, what that looks like to me is uh, you know, verbal contract um, obviously, you know, you're going to do what the, you know, you're going to do what the boss tells you to do unless it's illegal, immoral, or unsafe, right? We've talked about that in, in, in prior episodes. You may have to get them out on the floor to do a walk with you. Show them your area, show them what barriers you have, show them like, Hey, look, I understand what look good, what, what looks good on your screen or on, or on paper, but I'm here to tell you at, at the point of execution, we're going to have issues. We're going to have setbacks. And, uh, that's, that's uh, that's detrimental to to team success. Okay, so um, we just have to remember that. All right, number twelve: guide their involvement. Sometimes micromanagers don't know they are micromanaging. Employees need to provide guidance about how they will most uh, be most productive. Request room to work more independently by asking, can I run with this on my own and check in with you at milestone number one or whatever whatever part in the process, okay? Showing micromanagers that they will still be involved can help make them feel more comfortable uh, and, and, you know, eventually backing off because that's, that's exactly what you want them to do, right? Okay, number 13 and the last one on this, on this uh, series here is uh, make your point with a smile. Um, micromanagers usually hate being identified as such. Boy, do they ever. I've gotten, I've gotten in a couple of uh, heated discussions about um, people being called micromanagers when uh, you know, they, they themselves didn't think they, they were. 
Thus, the easiest way to remedy this situation with a micromanaging boss is to meet in private and with a big, friendly, non-confrontational smile, ask, Don't you trust me, boss? You know, come on. Uh, you keep injecting yourself in, into the details with me, and, and you've got to have better things to do than that. You know, smiles and laughter go a long way toward uh, making a point with people. Look, guys, number 13, um, you know, make your point with a smile. That's basically just delivery. Delivery is so important when you're trying to give somebody bad news. It's not easy. It's not easy giving, giving bad news to an employee, much less your boss. Um, some of us are not used to that. That all comes with experience. You know, I've been doing this for over 25 years of my life. And, um, you know, even uh, even the most ex- those of us that are the most experienced uh, sometimes have uh, have a little trouble expre- expressing ourselves to uh, to our leaders and stuff, um, but you got to do it. You got to go ahead and, and do what's right for not only yourself but to, but for your team um, to make sure that you have the autonomy to do your job because uh, you know it, it's it's unhealthy for your boss too, man. Like he's got he or she has so many other things to worry about. Why the hell are they going to worry about your job? You know and Quite frankly, you got to know your audience. You know, uh, if your boss is within the, within the same age range, I get it. You know, you 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 have to be respectful. You have to be you have to be um, professional about it. But sometimes, sometimes blunt force trauma just works. Uh, I'm here to tell you. Um, there there have been some times where I've just had to come right out and say it. And uh, you know, sometimes that's come to bite me in the tail, and sometimes that's worked. Sometimes that 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 blunt that blunt uh, personality, you know, the, the other person has said, you know what, I'm sorry, man. I, I never, I never thought I was, I was doing half the things that you said. Um, again, just know your audience comes with experience. Uh, seek out a mentor or, or, or another leader uh, that you can run some stuff by before you, uh, before you might do or say something that um, can put your job in check, if you know what I mean. Okay. All right, guys, being under the thumb of a micromanager can be taxing on a mental and physical level. It makes uh, for a very long work day and for focusing on the things that are most important in order to get uh, the shift done and over with, okay? That's just it's exhausting, guys. Being able to have a real conversation with your boss to express to him or her how being micromanaged makes you feel is a huge step in moving forward in a professional relationship. Some may not be receptive, and you need to be prepared for that. However, the ones that are receptive make for a big win to you, in the, uh, to you, the frontline employee or leader. Either way, you don't know until you have that conversation. So please, please, please have that conversation. Have that candid, candid talk with your, with your leaders or with your, your senior bosses or whatever. That takes a fair amount of courage, okay? This will all also, guess what? It helps you grow. It helps you face adversity. It helps you do things that are, that are more uncomfortable. That's where the growth happens, guys. We've talked about that in other episodes too, right? If you stay in your comfort zone, nothing ever happens in your comfort zone. You know what happens in your comfort zone? Not getting promoted, staying right where you're at. That That's exactly what happens. You're just stagnant, all right? As always, check me out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn, or leave me a voicemail or text to my Google Voice number at 509-255-3659. That number again, 509-255-3659. Guys, I'd love to hear from you. Um, you know, a lot of you are good about giving me a Facebook message, LinkedIn message, whatever you have. You, you know, keep keep that stuff coming. Keep the comments. Keep uh, keep the um, Keep the feedback coming on what you want to see, what you don't want to see, what's good, what's bad. All of it matters to me. 
Okay, all of it matters to me, all right? You know, just remember this. A river cuts through a rock not because of its power, but because of its persistence. Because of its persistence, guys. Same goes for every last one of us in everyday life. Challenges are going to arise, and some days we will, and some days, you know, some days we win, and some days we lose. The main thing to remember is never quit and never get up. Give up. You know that? Don't do it. Uh, you've worked too. You've worked too hard, and you have put way too much blood, sweat, and tears in what you're doing. Then you just say, "Screw it, walk out." Don't do it, guys. You know what to do. It's in you. All you have to do is take a deep breath. And Charlie, Mike, bye now. <laughs>